0: You know, when we read the stories in the Bible about different people like Daniel, we see that they were ordinary people, but they served an extraordinary God, and a lot of times they were in extraordinary circumstances. And I think Daniel is no exception. Uh, When you look at his life, there's so many ways that God intervened in his life and worked in his life in such a way. And when we study the book of Daniel or the person of Daniel, I hope, that you will be encouraged in the situation that you find yourself in. Because uh, as we enter into 21 days of prayer and fasting at, uh, at our church here, I hope you'll take the effort to slow down and to put aside something so that you can concentrate on prayer. And if anybody's life typified a man of prayer or a person of prayer, it was Daniel. And so we see that uh, even in the midst of him being a slave, pretty much a slave. Uh, he was taken from his home in Jerusalem when he was a young teenager, brought to Babylon, and then indoctrinated in the Babylonian culture, had to learn their language, had to eat their food, but he resisted eating their food and the delicacies of the king, and that's in like chapter one of Daniel. But he was, even though there was peer pressure to do something else, Daniel. ...had the courage to stand as a teenager and say... ...no, this is what my God wants me to do. And he had three friends that were also in with him. So it helped. It really helps when you're a teenager... ...to have a few good friends that are committed to Christ like you are... ...because it will help you stand in the midst of temptation. Daniel did that. And it made a a tremendous difference in his life. But I encourage you to read the whole book of Daniel. We're only going to be in chapter 6 today... But if you were to break down the book of Daniel, chapters 1 through 6 would be the stories of Daniel and, uh, and his three friends. And, uh, as it, and it brings it up all the way to chapter 6. And then in chapter 7, it talks about the prophecies that God gave Daniel and some of the prayers that Daniel prayed. And uh, it's amazing to see how the prophecies of Daniel, just like the prophecies of Isaiah, are continually to be fulfilled even today. So Daniel went through at least four main rulers that are mentioned in the Bible, but there's probably several several more because sometimes the king passed away and his son took over and they didn't really record it in the scripture. But he came as a teenager to Babylon and then he lived to be over 80 years old. And in chapter 6, we're looking at Daniel as an 80 plus year old man. That's older than I am. Older than you are, most of you, right? And so Daniel is uh, in this situation, and what has happened is that they have co- that uh, his contemporaries, who he is leading the country with. There was three main rulers, and King Darius put Daniel as one of the main three rulers. But he excelled uh, tremendously, and so the king was thinking about making Daniel the head ruler, only second to the king. Well, there was a plot that, and a conspiracy against Daniel, and they tried to figure out a way that they could get rid of Daniel. The only thing that they could find against him was that he was predictable in how he followed God. He wasn't corrupt. You couldn't bribe him. He wouldn't go against the king. He was loyal. But he would do something every day, and that was pray. And so they conjured up this idea. They went to Darius the king, who had just taken over as a new ruler. And they said, Darius, you know, if you want to get everybody in line with you, why don't you have everybody just pray to you for 30 days? They can't pray to anybody else. And that will unify the country, also exalt you as the one and only ruler that they should look to. And maybe the Babylonians that you've taken over, along with the Persians... We'll get together and there'll be unity in your kingdom. And so the king, flattered by them calling him a a god, said, okay, yeah, I'll make the law. And he said, so they all got together and they said, king, we're all here. Everybody agrees. All your advisors agree with you. But Daniel wasn't there at the meeting. They kind of did it on the side. So this is where we pick up this story of Daniel. Daniel. But you've got to see that Daniel followed the Lord his whole life. And because he followed the Lord, he was a person of prayer. And because he was a person of prayer, he went against the flow of most other people. You know, there will be times in your life when you are impressed by the Lord to do something. And it doesn't always go in line with what your friends think or even what your family may think. I remember when I got my first job, it was out of high school. And so I was going to work, and I was, they put me on the night shift. And the night shift meant that I had to miss the Monday night meeting that we had started. We had started a, a Monday night meeting with teenagers, a Wednesday night prayer meeting at church. And then there was a Friday youth activity. And so I, I missed them all. And I went for a couple months like this, working the night shift. It was an increase in pay. But something in my heart, there was a restlessness in my heart that I was missing all this fellowship and time to be with the people of God. And that's what I really felt that I needed at that time in my life. I was 19 years old. I was a new Christian. I needed to get, grow in my faith. I needed fellowship. And so I went up to my boss and I said, uh, I said, Herb, I said, I really feel like I need to work days. And unless I get, I get put on the day ship, I'm going to have to quit. And he goes, why do you want to go on day so badly? I said, well, because I want to go to uh, Bible study on Monday and Wednesday and then on (laughs) Friday. And he goes, in 25 years, I've never heard that's the reason why somebody wants to be put on the day shift. He goes, I've never heard anything like that before. And how old are you? I said, I'm 19 years old. And you want to do what, study the Bible? I said, yeah, I I want to study the Bible. I want to be with young people and... Teach the Bible. And so he goes, all right, we'll put you on the day shift. In some way, I think they fired somebody (laughs) and put me in there. And I always remember that it's better to stand up for what God wants you to do than to bend by the peer pressure of others. And I I learned that uh, even at 19 years of age. But, you know, Daniel is learning something and learned something that was more than just losing a job. He could actually lose his life for standing up for what he believed. And, uh, you know, as I prayed this morning, this is Persecuted uh, Sunday for the church. This is the remembering the persecuted church this Sunday and praying for them. But there are people throughout the world who stand up for their, cru- for their faith in Christ and they face persecution, even death or imprisonment, for doing that. And so when I think about that, I said, how do they have such faith to do that? And I do believe it's because they have a tremendous prayer life. Because their prayer life prepared them for the things that they were going to go through. Now, we're going entering into 21 days of prayer and fasting, but what God wants us to do is prepare us ...for what's ahead in our lives. Now, we're not going to probably face death. Maybe some of us will. But, but, but we're going to face difficulties in our lives. And praying prepares us for what is up ahead. And so, last week I talked about three or four things... ...that happen to have breakthrough prayer. One is caring. You have to have care enough to pray. You have to care enough about your relationship with God and also care enough for other people that you would intercede for them. The other part is confession. We have to confess where we are with the Lord spiritually. If we've fallen away from Him, we need to confess our sin to Him. And He needs to forgive us. And He will. And then the other part is communication, that God will reveal things in His Word or through a message that will help you in how you should pray. And then when you're praying with people and listening to them pray... There's a lot of times what they're praying and what you're thinking is the same thing. And God confirms his will when you're praying together in a group. And then the last thing is obedience. And we can't get away from that idea of obedience. Because not only does God want us to experience his presence and his power and learn how to pray, but he wants us to then take the next step and obey him. And so uh, this, this idea... It's supposed to equal breakthrough prayer, okay? Breakthrough prayer, a breakthrough in our lives. So, what's happened to Daniel? So, Daniel learns that the decree has been published. He goes into his home, to his upstairs room where the windows open towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he gets down on his knees and prays, giving thanks to his God, just as he's done before. It does not stop him in what he has been committed to in his life. Even though there's been a decree and a law that says, if you pray to anybody else, you're going to be thrown into the lion's den. And so Daniel remains faithful to what God has called him to. And it's powerful when somebody does what they know God wants them to do in the Holy Spirit, in the power of God's strength, and... It, they, they see how God answers prayer when they stand up and do those things. And I believe God wants to teach us all how to pray breakthrough prayers and how to have a prayer life that brings breakthrough for ourselves and for other people. And we see that in all throughout the New Testament. Even as you look in the book of Acts, the church was born out of a prayer meeting. The Holy Spirit came, filled them. Then they go out, and then they're in a prayer meeting again. In Acts chapter 4, they're arrested. Peter and James are, are arrested, and yet what do they do? They continue to pray. Peter, or Peter and John. And Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? And so they're confronted by the rulers at that time, and they are persecuted And told, do not speak in Jesus' name. Do not teach in Jesus' name. Don't even pray in his name. Same thing that happened to Daniel. And their reply is, I'd rather obey God. And so as soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. And when they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voice together in prayer to God. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. What happened? So they're persecuted. They come back and they begin to pray together. And then something changes. The Holy Spirit empowers them to be more bold and confident than they ever had been before. And I think this is what was happening in Daniel's life. You know, a thousand years before that. What was happening in Daniel's life is he had this relationship with God and he was committed to seeking God in the morning and the afternoon and in the evening. And he would take time to get down on his knees, open up his windows and then just call out to God. And I believe people probably heard him praying, probably heard him praying in Hebrew. They probably didn't understand it. Most of the Babylonians or the Persians probably didn't understand what he was praying But they knew that Daniel was faithful to do that. So much so that they make this law and they say, We know we can catch Daniel. We know what he's going to do. He's so predictable. He's such a faithful guy. He's going to be praying in the morning or the noon or the evening, and we're going to catch him. And that's exactly what they do. So Daniel shows up there, and then he is arrested. Bible says that we are to be people that pray continually. Now, the Bible never says you need to pray three times a day. It doesn't. But what the Bible says is that you pray always, continually. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So many people say, I wonder what the will of God is. And a lot of times, the Bible says what the will of God is. Rejoice. Always pray about everything. And then give thanks in every circumstance. Give thanks in every circumstance? In every circumstance? Yeah, in every circumstance. This is what the early church did. This is what Daniel did. So he had more confidence that God was over him than even the influences of those rulers that were corrupt, ruthless, And didn't care about his life. Daniel had that faith. You know, there's times in our lives when God really comes through and we're in a desperate situation. I wanted to show you a testimony of somebody that was going through a desperate situation. I think... It's an example. Uh, we have many people that have been through this, something similar to this in our, in, in our church. You know, where God, when we gather together, we pray for them and God comes through or God works in a way that is very powerful. And so I wanted to show you this uh, video here. Do we have it up? God's able to do amazing things when people pray together. And... Uh, Casey's one incident of that happening. I believe that uh, with Daniel, when he goes into the lion's den, uh, they drop him in there. And this is what the king says. He says, uh, the king gave the order. They brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, may your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. I believe the king was kind of tricked into making this law, and he couldn't break the law because if he did that, he would uh, not show that he was a strong leader. So he did only what he could do. He had to follow the law and throw Daniel in the lion's den. I don't know what Daniel was thinking. Maybe he was thinking like Casey, like, uh, wow, I did not uh, sign up for this. You know, Lord, I thought you were going to rescue me before this, but Daniel goes into the lion's den. And when he goes into the lion's den, the Bible says that an angel shut the mouths of the lions and gave Daniel the ability to remain calm in the midst of what was going on. And then at the first light of dawn, the Bible says that The king got up, he hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? See, the king understood and knew that Daniel had faith. It was displayed throughout his life. And Daniel had a reputation of being a person of prayer. And Daniel answered, May the king live forever. You know, I I even like that part by Daniel. Like, if it was me, I'd say, get out of here. I don't want to talk to you anymore. (laughs) You You threw me in here. Come on. But Daniel has a completely different attitude. He's saying, may the king live forever. My God sent his angel. He shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I done anything wrong before you, your majesty. And so Daniel still showed respect for the person in authority over him. And so Daniel has this heart that he's trusting in God. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and the peoples of every language in all the earth. Since he was now the leader of that known world back then, which was quite an empire... He says, uh, I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom, people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. This is amazing. So the King Darius probably became a believer in Daniel's God. It's quite possible that he did. For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. And so Daniel's faith, his breakthrough faith, that God protected him, it went much further than that. It went into the palace and possibly even converted the king. And then the king says, for he rescues and saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. You know, when we think about situations that we find people in that we care about, it seems, could be, seem overwhelming what is going on. And we begin to pray for them. And many times God does a miracle and he delivers them. But sometimes God doesn't answer the prayer the way that we think he should have. And yet God is still in control. And those prayers that we prayed for family and friends that are going through a difficult time still have a tremendous impact in their lives. The prayers of God's people are never dull and void, null and void. They're never. They can be dull sometimes, (laughs) right? Have you ever been in a dull prayer meeting? It's like people are just not really praying. But when we really pray, as Daniel prayed, in the Spirit, according to the will of God, something can happen that is tremendous and powerful, and it can have an effect in our life, and in the lives of others. So what are some actions to break through praying? One, take the time to pray on your own, and as often as you can. Set a schedule if that will help you. Be more consistent. For Daniel, he set a schedule. He set such a schedule, if you're this type of person, if you like schedules, and you like order, and balance in your life, uh, then, uh, you know, I'm not like that. But if you're like that, That can be a a good way to pray regularly, that you pray at a certain time during the day. I know somebody that set their watch as an alarm and just said, when this alarm goes off, I'm just going to pray a short prayer. And they put it right into their phone. And uh, whether they were working, whether they were having lunch, they just stopped for a few minutes and prayed and they remembered who God was. That's that's something that we can do, too, and, and pray. Pray with others on a regular basis so that you can rejoice in how God answers prayer. I encourage you to come to prayer meeting today. We're going to have prayer right here at 2 o'clock. Please come and join. Be a part of it. Because when we pray together and we pray and intercede for other people, God does amazing things in people's lives. And He can do that. And if you have prayer needs, um, let us know what they are. Uh, come to prayer meeting. Just You don't have to... Pray out loud, but I encourage you to start to learn how to pray out loud in a prayer meeting. If you've never done that before, it's it's a good way to begin to do that. Is to vocalize out loud your request to God. Uh, you don't have to pray like a pastor. I don't know how that is, but but you can pray just with your words. The way and 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 um, the last few prayer meetings that we've had we 've had people that haven 't really been in church a long time, and I get so blessed by their prayers because they 're so honest they 're so direct and they 're so humble and and it 's not they 're not long prayers they 're just prayers that god you 've got to work in here, and so uh, they trust God with that so uh, the other thing is pray consistently prepare it prepares you for your Lion den moments. All of us are going to have to go through some moments in our lives when things get overwhelming. And praying consistently helps us to sense God's presence, to hear his voice in those moments, and to remain calm. Daniel was calm in the midst of all the things that he went through. He had a trust in God. Uh, Instead of having fear, he had a peace. Instead of being confused, he had wisdom. And the same can be said for those of us who want to be committed to getting closer to the Lord and interceding for ourselves and for others. So I encourage you uh, in this 21 days of prayer to really make a commitment uh, to uh, deny yourself of something that would take up your time and use that time instead to get closer to the Lord and to intercede. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, your word to us today. Thank you for the life of Daniel. Thank you for how you changed him and uh, worked in his life, protected him even in a foreign land, even uh, away from his family. You are a God who was very close to him. You understood what he was going through. And he matured in you in such a way that he was used as a catalyst for others to come to know you and follow you. So, Lord, we pray that you would do that work in us. Lord, we pray for our family members that don't know you. We pray for uh, situations that we know others are in. They need your grace. They need your mercy. They need you to, to act in their lives. Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to trust you, we pray in Jesus' name.